This is the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, Episode 5. Today I'll be talking about six unique essential oils that are very supportive of the respiratory system. And I'll be sharing some ways that you can use those oils to keep your throat, sinuses, and lungs healthy and working well. You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast with your host, Liz Fulcher. If you're interested in learning about essential oils, hearing interviews with industry experts, and discovering ways to grow your own aromatherapy business, this is the podcast for you. For more information and show notes, visit the website at aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Now sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy as Liz shares a dose of aromatic wisdom. Hi everyone, and thank you for joining me today. My name is Liz Fulcher, and I am your host on this podcast. And if this is your first time tuning in to listen, welcome, and thank you for being here. And if you have listened to other episodes and you've come back again, thank you so much. It means a lot to me. And in particular, to know that um, people are finding value in what I'm sharing here. So today's topic is the respiratory system. And if there is one thing that every aromatherapist worth their salt knows... It's that essential oils have a powerful affinity with our respiratory system. When our respiratory system is compromised, whether it be through illness or allergies, you usually see three conditions. You'll see um, inflammation, there could be infection, and there's usually a whole lot of stubborn mucus. So luckily, there are a lot of amazing essential oils that really do have an impact on these kinds of conditions within the lungs, throat, and sinuses. So what I'm going to focus on now is sharing with you how essential oils support the health of the respiratory system, but in particular when compromised by illness. Okay, so the first thing I want to address is the best delivery method of essential oils for the respiratory system. And that is inhalation. The primary way to address that this particular system in our body with essential oils is through inhaling the essential oils. And you can inhale them through a steam inhalation where you take like a pot of water, put essential oils in, and you're breathing in the steam. You can inhale the essential oils through diffusion, whether you use a cool mist diffuser, a ceramic diffuser and heat water, it doesn't matter what your method of diffusion is. If you're getting essential oils up into the air, you're breathing them. You're breathing the molecules. Uh, you can also be breathing in essential oils simply in a bath through the steam that's rising from the water. You can also use a nasal inhaler, little tubes that are sold, wicks inside of them. You add the essential oil and you breathe from the inhaler into your nose. Steam inhalation, diffusion, bath, using a nasal inhaler. Those are all ways that essential oils will be breathed in. The one thing that all of these methods of inhalation have in common is their benefit. And the benefit is that the essential oil molecules that you're breathing in come in direct contact with your nasal passages, your sinuses, your trachea, your lungs. The molecules have a direct interface with your mucous membranes. This is also another reason to take inhalation really seriously, especially with children under the age of 10, because there is direct contact with the molecules against the very delicate, very absorbent tissue of our respiratory system. 
So just what are the benefits of inhalation, of this contact, this physical contact between essential oils and these internal structures of a respiratory system? Well, I'll tell you, there are two very significant benefits. One is prevention. The other is treatment. So let's take a look at what I mean by that. All right. First of all, in terms of prevention, inhaling essential oils can often just smooth out, prevent a respiratory infection, a sinus infection, a sore throat, even bronchitis, which is a kind of infection in the lungs. The whole respiratory system is often a first avenue of infection. It's kind of where everything begins and then it just blows up from there. Essential oils can intercept and and um, stop the microorganisms from doing their dastardly deeds. This business of using essential oils for prevention is huge. And it's remarkable when you think that essential oils can actually be used to protect you from even getting sick in the first place. Another benefit of the physical contact between essential oils and the respiratory system is that they can actually um, treat respiratory conditions. So inhalation has a direct effect on infection within the respiratory system. It has a direct effect on congestion. And essential oils can even cross the mucous membranes of the respiratory system and get right into your bloodstream. Let's just take a second to talk about mucous membranes. Just what exactly is a mucous membrane? It is tissue. I mean, we have tissue on the external part of our body. It's our skin. But then on the inside of our body, we have another kind of tissue that's called a mucous membrane. And mucous membrane lines cavities within our body, specifically cavities that are exposed to the external environment and internal organs, which is pretty much what you can say about like your throat, your lungs, and your sinuses that are those parts of our body exposed to both the external environment and the internal organs. This tissue, this mucous membrane has two really important jobs, absorption and secretion. So if you wanted to have truly a firsthand experience of mucous membrane, just stick your finger in your mouth. If you run your index finger along the inside of your cheek, you'll feel that familiar, smooth, slimy, absorbent tissue that lines inside of your mouth. That is mucous membrane. Okay, I just covered inhalation and the benefits of inhalation. So now I want to talk about properties. What are the properties that we want from essential oils when we're actually dealing with this wonderful respiratory system? Okay, so I'm going to give you a list of the properties and then I'll break each one down and explain what they mean. We would like essential oils to be decongestant, expectorant, mucolytic, antitussive, anti-infectious, antibacterial, and anti-inflammatory. So here's what each one of those properties means. Let's start with decongestant. When an essential oil is stated to have the properties of being decongestant, it's a it's actually implied that it is a nasal decongestant. Those uh, essential oils will help reduce nasal production. No, not nasal production. We don't make noses. Will help reduce nasal mucus production and swelling, in particular of the sinuses. So if you have sinus issues, whether it be discomfort from allergies or you actually have a cold, you really want to look for essential oils that have this decongestant properties. Okay, the next important property that we want from our respiratory supporting oils is expectorant. An expectorant is anything that helps to bring up mucus and anything else from the lungs, the bronchi, the trachea. It just basically helps promote the discharge of phlegm. And when you have 
in particular in your lungs, when you have a lot of phlegm built up in there, you feel like you're suffocating. You really want to be able to get that out so that you can breathe and also to help clear the way that uh, essential oils can get in there and do their job. Mucolytic is our next term and there's an interesting word. When an essential oil has the property of being mucolytic, it helps to clear the mucus from your airways. Mucus secretions really aren't supposed to be thick. In a healthy body, you secrete mucus and it's generally clear and thin and it helps to remove things from the lungs. When it's thick, it's a response to something inside the body. It is, you know, and and it gets more viscous and thicker when you have too much secretions, like when you're sick. It also has a tendency to want to really stick to the surface, to the mucous membranes. So you've got this thick mucus, you've got it stuck to the inside of your lungs and your sinuses. And so you need something to start to thin the thickness and to break it up so that you can expectorate it. And that's what a mucolytic does. It helps to thin, it helps to actually break up the thick and stubborn mucus that is clogging up your system. Okay, the next property on our list is antitussive. If you speak one of the romantic Latin-based languages like French, Italian, or Spanish, the word antitussive will probably not be too much of a stretch for you to understand what it means. The Latin word tosir means to cough. So if something is tussive, it creates coughing. So if something is antitussive, it suppresses cough. So if you think about the commercial products that we don't want to use, like Robitussin, that is a product that's on the market for coughing. Well, we do not need those products because we have antitussive properties in essential oils. And antitussive means it helps to suppress a cough. Coughing is good. I mean, it helps to get stuff out of the bronchial tubes. That's the whole reason that exists. But it can be really annoying when you can't get rest, you're sitting at work. Some, you know, If you're in a situation where you just can't afford to keep coughing, you're definitely going to want essential oils with anti-tussive properties. Anti-infectious is pretty straightforward. It helps the body resist infection. And the same thing with antibacterial means that there are properties in the essential oil that are destructive to bacteria. And finally, anti-inflammatory, that's a classic healing property of essential oils, helps reduce and alleviate inflammation. So there you have the list of essential oil properties that you want to look for when you are addressing the respiratory system, whether it is to protect it or whether you would like to use essential oils to address a condition that's already existing in the body and resolve it. So I'd be willing to bet that there's at least one person out there listening who is starting to get fidgety saying, when are you going to get to the six oils already, Liz? I'm getting there. But first I have to explain how I found the six oils. So if you know, okay, I know what properties I want. I want decongestant, mucolytic, expectorant, and so forth. How am I going to find out which are the oils that have those properties? So you can go to Google and you can get a list of 27 different oils from lots of different people's opinion, but there's an easier way. I recommend turning to chemistry. Now don't get scared. If you're unfamiliar with essential oil chemistry, calm down. This isn't going to be a chemistry lesson. Whenever I share and teach about the therapeutic, the clinical aspects of essential oils. Everything I share is grounded in science and research. With regard to choosing the essential oils that give us the best results for the respiratory system, you need to know three things about essential oil chemistry that will help you understand what I'm sharing in this podcast. 
So here are the three things I want you to know about essential oil chemistry. Number one, every essential oil is made up of molecules. Number two, these molecules give the oil its specific activity. The molecules will determine if it's calming, if it's anti-inflammatory, if it's decongestant, if it's mucolytic, and so forth. Number three, these molecules are grouped into chemical families based on similarities of their actions. I'm not going to embellish any more than that on the chemistry. Those are three very simple foundational points about essential oil chemistry that I want you to understand so that the next bit of information I'm going to share makes a little more sense. In aromatherapy, there are 10 chemical families. Now remember, families all have similarities of action. So all the essential oils within one family have similarities of action. I'm going to talk to you about two of those chemical families. And then I will share three oils from each family. The two families that are great allies for respiratory conditions are ketones and oxides. And why these? Because they are fabulous for, the, for all those hallmarks of respiratory illness that we discussed earlier. Inflammation, infection, mucus. Ketones and oxides will address all of those things for respiratory distress. So the first family is ketones. Essential oils high in ketone molecules are strong mucolytics and they have great expectorant action. So they'll help dissolve the mucus and get it out. Essential oils high in oxides, there's one molecule in particular in the oxide family that is a rock star and that's 1,8-cineol. You'll see it written as 1,8-cineol, C-I-N-E-O-L-E. Essential oils high in this oxide molecule are great for decongesting. They have antitussive properties. There's that $10 word again. So they're going to help decrease coughing. And they also help with um, expectoration, with getting the mucus out. The other nice thing about these two families, the families of ketones and oxides, is that they're big which means you have a lot of essential oils to choose from within each family. So you don't have to keep using the same oil over and over again. I also like working with a big family because you get a layering effect. You can use two or three different oils from one family in different ways. So you could use one in an inhaler and take another in the bath, or you can use one in a massage and use the other in a steam inhalation. So you have a lot of options. You don't have to worry about sensitization. And sometimes you might respond better to one oil than the other. So my three favorite ketone essential oils are spike lavender, rosemary, chemotype, 1,8-cineal, and eucalyptus dives. I will put the Latin names of each of the oils in the show notes so you know exactly which one I'm talking about. Spike lavender, which is called lavandula latifolia, is my very favorite. I love spike lavender. It smells good. It's lavender with a kick because it has a ketone molecule in it called camphor. Spike lavender is a great friend of the respiratory system. It's also really good for pain, for inflammation, and for headaches. So spike lavender is my go-to oil for sinus headaches. What makes this lavender different from, from true lavender 
would be this one molecule, this ketone, which makes it very warming. It gives us mucolytic properties, but because it's still a lavender, you've got the calming effect and you know, you've got the antispasmodic action as well. So that was my first oil in the ketone family. The second essential oil I like in the ketone family is rosemary. And there are two types of rosemary that work really well for the respiratory system. Rosemary chemotype camphor and rosemary chemotype 1,8 cineol. Usually when you have a lot of cineol, you have a lot of camphor and vice versa. Either one of those that you get will be great for the respiratory system. This oil is awesome. It's head opening. It's decongestant. It's also good for muscle pain and it's very warming. So if you have all sorts of achy from like a cold or flu, rosemary in a massage oil, very effective against pain and, and the chills of the flu. I like using rosemary in a cream for respiration issues. I like to just rub it in my chest and my upper back all day. You can also do that in an oil. It's a little heavier and in the wintertime that might even be appropriate. Uh, it's a very effective essential oil against excessive mucus. And speaking of mucus, my third oil in the ketone family is eucalyptus dives. This oil is spectacular at reducing mucus. I mean that real thick stuck mucus that clogs you up. Eucalyptus dives in a steam inhalation is super. It is cooling. The other two, spike lavender and rosemary, are warming oils. This one's a little cooler, so this would be great in a steam inhalation. I'd be more inclined to use this like in a in an inhaler. You can also use it in a, a chest rub or a cream or an oil. It smells awesome. And of course, you can do a layering effect with these three oils, spike lavender, rosemary, and eucalyptus dives. Before I move into the three oxide essential oils, I want to say a word about ketones and safety. When you're using a ketone-rich oil, try to keep your dilution low. They are they have some pretty powerful molecules, in particular camphor. So the simple rule is to keep your blends at 1% dilution, whether it be for an adult, you know, normally I give you a 1% to 3% range. I'd say keep it at 1% for everyone. I will put in the show notes the blending dilution ratios. Five to six drops in one ounce is a 1% dilution. Now let's move into the three oxide oils. So the oxide essential oils, they're really easy to recognize because they, they smell like halls. They have that camphoraceous eucalyptus-y kind of smell. And here are my three favorite oxide-rich essential oils. The first is an exquisite oil that's kind of new to me. I'm not new to me in knowledge, new to me in experience. It's called Rosalina. I have known about Rosalina for years, but recently started using it in the classroom and I've started using it in my own life quite a bit and I have really fallen in love with it. It has that camphoraceous kind of quality that all the oxide-rich oils have, but it's softer and it's more floral. Another really nice property of Rosalina essential oil is that it can help you sleep. So on top of helping you get over your cold and flu and and allergy discomforts, it'll also help you rest so that you can actually restore and, and heal. Okay, the next essential oil that I've chosen in the Oxide family is called Ravent Sara, not Raven Sara. That is a different oil. Ravent Sara is sometimes also called Ho leaf. The Latin binomial is a mouthful. 
Cinnamomum camphora chemotype 1,8 cineol. But that is what you want to look for if you want to make sure and get this specific oil and not Raven Sarah. I'll put that in the show notes. So Raven Sarah is a really powerful anti-infectious oil. It comes from Madagascar. And again, it's like the others. You just have to sniff it to understand this is a wonderful for the respiratory system. You can smell the 1,8 cineol molecule in it. It's really penetrating. So this is a good one for head congestion. It's also expectorant. This is a great one for sinus infections. I love it in a steam inhalation. I'll put a drop of tea tree, a drop of Ravensera. I might put, you know, or a drop of Rosalina and a drop of Ravensera. It also has a really nice aroma. It's very reminiscent of tea tree. This is another good one for um, headache, like sinus headaches. This uh, Ravensera is really an, an excellent oil for long-term healing of chronic allergies. So if you need to do a regular protocol to keep your allergies under control, Ravensera is good for that. So is the next oil, probably one of my favorite of all the oils, let alone the oxides. The third oil in the oxide list is called Laurel Leaf. It's also known as Bay Laurel. Again, you want to look for Laurus nobilis to make sure you have the correct oil. And I picked Laurel Leaf for two reasons. Number one, I adore it. I love the way it smells. I just love the aroma. It, I, when I smell it, I want to eat it. In fact, it's, you know, bay leaves are used in cooking. It has a very spicy smell. Uh, but again, you know, you can pick up that sharp camphoraceousness that you have in the other oxide oils. It's a really good oil to help alleviate cold and allergy symptoms. It like, you know, just the sneezing and stuffy head and the just general congestion. I love to diffuse this one, partly because I I really enjoy the way it smells. So if you, you know, if you have to diffuse an oil or if you're choosing which one to diffuse, I recommend Laurel Leaf just because it smells so good. Put a couple of drops of orange in with it. It smells great. So those are my six oils. To recap, the three oils from the ketone family were Spike Lavender, rosemary, chemotype, 1,8-cineal, and eucalyptus dives. The three oils from the oxide-rich family were rosalina, laurel leaf, and ravent sarah. And again, to recap, the best method of application of the essential oils for the respiratory system is through respiration, whether it be in a diffuser, a bath, a steam inhalation, a nasal inhaler, getting them into your sinus passages, into your throat, into your lungs through inhalation is hands down the best way to address problems of the respiratory system. That is it for the main body of today's podcast. I hope this has been really helpful. As always, you can ask me questions um, about anything that I share with you. Write to me, Liz, at aromaticwisdom.com. You can also pop into Facebook and ask me questions, facebook.com slash aromaticwisdominstitute. And of course, you can always come to the school and learn more with me as your teacher. And finally, I like to end every podcast episode with a segment I call Smell My Life. So in this segment, I always like to share some authentic aromatic moment from my life in the previous week. And this past week, my grandson, whom I call Bean, is seven years old, had some kind of minor oral surgery, but he was very nervous about going to the dentist for the first time. He knew he'd be in the chair for a while. And in fact, he sat there for two hours. His mom and dad were with him. 
And my son had prepared an inhaler for him. I was so proud. And with lavender essential oil. And I believe there was a drop of neroli in there as well. And my grandson sniffed the essential oil through the inhaler during the procedure. And the coolest thing was that this dentist saw the inhaler and said to my son, oh, I have a diffuser. If you'd like, I can turn that on and put lavender essential oil in the diffuser during my grandson's procedure. How stinking cool was that? And that wraps it up for episode number five of the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast. Thank you very much for hanging in there with me. You've got some resources now to keep yourselves strong and healthy for your in your lungs and your throat and your sinuses. Please go ahead, use them. If you have questions, let me know. I will see you next Thursday. Have a beautiful week. 